Hey friends, and welcome back to the rest of the sermon, a deeper dive into the weekly lessons I share with my congregation. This episode is going to focus in on Malachi chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. If you'd like to hear the original sermon that was preached on this passage, you can follow the link that is provided in your show notes. Today, though, we're going to take a deeper dive into the, the ritual sacrifices that happened in the Old Testament and carried on even into the New Testament. If we want to understand where sacrifices came from, we have to go back, all the way back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 3. In this story, in Genesis chapter 3, we see the fall of humanity with Adam and Eve ultimately learning, understanding that they were unclothed and the sin that entered into their lives by disobeying God. As a result of this, in the 21st verse of that third chapter of Genesis, we see the recording of the first death in the Bible. You see, God, in order to clothe, to cover Adam and Eve, kills an animal to make clothing for them. This covers them for their sinful nature. Into the second generation of humanity, sin continues to flow. And it's in the second generation that we see the first murder that's recorded in history with with Cain killing Abel. Again, blood being sacrificed, this time out of jealousy, out of our sinful nature. Fast forward on to uh, Noah, the last bastion of hope, right? All will be better once Noah uh, is able to build the ark and humanity is spared. Yet even his um, story ends in drunkenness and sin. So God chooses God's people, the Israelites, later to become known as the Jews. He miraculously delivers them from captivity in Egypt at the hands of Pharaoh and and simply gives them a list of laws to live by. Things like you shouldn't murder people, you shouldn't steal from people, you shouldn't take things that aren't yours or lie, and maybe most importantly, you shouldn't have any other gods before me. Yet these people continue to struggle with these laws, with these requirements. And so looking back, hearkening back to that original story with Adam and Eve and the the shedding of blood to cover them in their nakedness, God orders that a sacrifice should be made in order to make whole the relationship between God and God's people. You see, it wasn't out of vengeance, it's not out of wrathfulness or anger that God demands sacrifice. It's an attempt to allow for us, humanity, to atone for the sins that we commit and ultimately to have a right relationship with God. Yet over and over and over again, we continue to struggle. Sacrifices uh, become in some ways meaningless. And as we get to Malachi, we see that even in these days, now remember, these are the days after uh, exile. Now they've been returned back to the promised land. They are back in the temple. And what does God have to say to the priest? What does God have to say to God's people? God says, essentially, why are you bringing me the lame, the blind, the least of the flock? You see, originally, the whole point of the sacrifice was to bring a pure animal, the strong animal, 
because only the pure animal, the pure blood, would be able to cleanse each and every one of us of the sinful nature that we have. But the people had grown tired. The people had grown weary. The people had grown selfish. And it would seem that in the days of Malachi that the people had decided they would give the very least that they could give in order to try to appease the God who created them. And Malachi through God, or God through Malachi says, Enough. Enough. Don't give me your leftovers. Don't give me the least of your flock, the least that you can get away with. Because you see, it's not for me that you make these sacrifices. It's for yourself. It's so that you and I can commune again. It became evident throughout the history of Scripture that man or humanity could not stand, could not stand in the presence of God. Moses couldn't look upon the presence of God. Anyone who touched the Ark of the Covenant would die. Inside the tabernacle, you had a special place that was built that was called the Holy of Holies, and a, 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 a facade was built around that. A curtain was put up around that to keep people out because in the presence of God, they wouldn't survive. Only one day of the year, a high priest would go inside that curtain where the ark was to experience the presence of God. And even on that day, that high priest would have a rope tied around their ankle in case they, in their own ritual cleaning, did not clean themselves well enough and God didn't, you know, would strike them dead right there on the, on the, on the scene. Then they could at least be drug out. Sacrifices have been an important role in this relationship between us and our Creator. And then a few years, a few hundred years after Malachi, Jesus enters the scene. And Jesus, as we know, lives this perfect life, this unblemished life, and becomes the perfect sacrifice. Why? I would propose to you that the reason why Jesus came is because God realized that if left up to us, this relationship that God sought and has sought since the beginning of time would never happen. The animal sacrifices weren't enough to atone for the sin that we had. It wasn't enough for us to be washed clean. We weren't capable of making the right choice all of the time. And so God enters the scene. God enters the scene. There's another important component to this. Another important piece that is played out in the garden. And something that I think is important for us to add into our discussion today. And that is, again, thinking about the need for sacrifice. What was it? What was it in Adam and in Eve that led them to that first original sin. God had been walking in the garden with them, had been communing, had been uh, hanging out. Everything was great. And, And he said, look, I just need you to not do one thing. Don't eat of that tree. Don't eat the fruit of that tree. Yet they couldn't help themselves. And if we're honest, isn't that just like us? You know, I tell you, don't look at the big pink elephant in the middle of the room, and all you can do then is stare at that pink elephant. 
God says, don't eat from that tree, yet they have the ability to make a choice. They have the free will to say, I'm either going to listen or I'm not. And in their free will, in their choice, they chose to do what they thought was the best choice they could make for them. Are you hearing what happens there? What enters in? It's sin, yes. But it's also the selfishness of each and every one of us. Now, to bring this up to to us, to, to our day, our time, why does this message from Malachi to the people of of Israel, the chosen ones, why does that message have any relevance on us? And I, I would argue, I would say that it has a lot of relevance to us and that this idea of sacrifice even plays into our lives. It's not the same. Of course, we don't perform animal sacrifices anymore. We don't have the need to. The death of Jesus on the cross obliterated the need for us to continue to offer sacrifices. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. And because of Jesus, you and I have the opportunity yet once again to commune with God, to walk in the garden metaphorically, if you will, but then maybe even literally after we die and we enter to the realm where God resides. Yet, how many of us selfishly choose not to do so? How many of us choose to do other things? We're not willing to make sacrifices of our time, sacrifices of our desires, sacrifices of our uh, things that drive us. We're not willing to make sacrifices, and so therefore our relationship with God is affected. And in essence, all God is getting from each and every one of us is leftovers. So you see, Just like the folks in the day of Malachi, it seems that we are bringing the the lame, the blind. We're bringing the bare minimum of what we can offer to God and saying, hey, this should be enough, right? This will suffice. This is the bare minimum. This will get me in the door, right? Instead of being willing to really give a sacrifice. Instead of being willing to say, God, you gave so much to me. The least I can do is give back to you. So are sacrifices important to us? Should we understand the root, the reasoning behind sacrifices? I would say so. And, you know, does the message out of Malachi, is it important for us? Again, I would would say so. I think it's important that we understand the point of sacrifices from the Old Testament, that we realize that it wasn't because God was wrathful or vengeful or wanted justice, but instead it was because God was willing even then to say, here is a way, here is a way that you and I can be reunited in spite of your sinful nature. That same God still wants to be reunited with you. I pray that you will take the time this week to make sacrifices to give a little more to God. Thank you for joining me today for the rest of the sermon. A couple notes here at the end. If you'd like to submit any questions or feedback, you can feel free to do so at the rest of the sermon at gmail.com. 
That's an email address that's been set up for this podcast. A chance if you listened to the sermon originally and you would like to ask a question or uh, have a question, it's if you uh, submit that, what I will tell you is I will answer those questions. And who knows, maybe your question will be featured here on the podcast. You can find us on Podbean as well as on Apple Podcasts. So any uh, podcast app that you have that, that runs into the Apple Store uh, to get your podcast, the, the, they will be updated uh, assuming you subscribe. So subscribe, tell your friends about this show, and as always, take care of yourself, take care of one another. Let's continue to write the rest of the sermon. God bless.